Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with your hosts, Tim and Jacko. This week, we are in for a real treat. We have Ryan Hurst from Gold Medal Body, so GMB Fitness, who uh, we've been fans of for a very long time, but never actually connected with Ryan before. So this was fantastic for us to do. He's such a great guy. And just as a bit of a teaser for this one, he we go pretty deep. And after we finish this recording, one of the first things he said was, he was like, wow, guys. I've never spoke about some of that stuff before, like, ever. Like, is it okay? And it was like, yes, it was been brilliant, Ryan. Yeah, so if you like what we talk about, the chances are you're going to like this podcast because there's a lot of shared messages and um, mutual understanding or interpretation of a number of different principles around movement, strength, and play. So, yeah, we're not going to leave it this one because it's quite a long one. It's about an hour to, to, to go through of, of some real depth from, from Ryan, so we hope you enjoy it. But you can sit back and enjoy Ryan Hurst from Gold Medal Bodies on the School of Calisthenics podcast. Roll that jingle well 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 jacko not so fast we've got a little announcement to tell you about before we get into the podcast and that is that we have got an incredible offer on our annual memberships from our virtual classroom our online training platform you can get 25 percent off an annual that's saving you a massive amount over the long term and hopefully helping you to take a real long-term commitment to your training I can't believe I forgot Tim because I remember actually last week in in the podcast you you worked at you you gave us the calculation of how much it was saving. But one thing that we are really encouraging people to do for 2021, for this new year, for this new decade is let's look after ourselves. Let's invest in our physical pension and uh, let's make a commitment with an annual membership, meaning that you get all of that content for the whole entire year and everything that you'll need and more so that you can uh, enjoy your training, enjoy your body and uh, ultimately be investing in your physical pension for not just this year, for the rest of our lives, hopefully. All right, here we go. Take two. Until next time. It's not until next time. We haven't done a podcast yet. (laughs) This is just the intro. Enjoy the podcast. Time to roll the jingle. Again. Well, I'm buzzing for this one. We've got Ryan from Gold Medal Bodies on. And and just to give you a bit of context, Ryan knows a thing or two about bodyweight training and calisthenics. And was one of the people that we had a little bit of inspiration from when we first started, when we were like, how do we even get going in this? Ryan's been there, done it, and already got a load of great content out. So it was a a big driver in terms of getting us started and helping us to sort of find our way into progressive bodyweight training. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Ryan. Dude, that's crazy. I, uh, wow. I'll, I'll pay you later for that. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, um, let's just gonna, we're going to kick off and I just, I would, I would love to know a little bit more about your background. We're always really interested to talk to people who are in bodyweight training, calisthenics movement, however we want to kind of frame that conversation, just because it seems that the, the people's just journeys into it of how they found themselves doing what they're doing. It can be quite diverse and quite varied. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started. I know a little bit around you, as you mentioned previously, what you used to do and you had a gap and then you started GMB and just give us a little bit of a potted history of, of how you got to where you are today from a movement and practice perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. So really young age, I started off in gymnastics and competed in gymnastics. I was a gymnastics team until I was 18 years old. Uh, during that time, though, um, I also got into martial art. And so um, I would go to my gymnastics practice and then right afterwards go to my martial art practice. And so basically what I'm saying is I never studied in school. 
So, um, yeah, but, um, no, and so I would do that and I really got heavily involved, obviously in both. Um, and the thing about me, maybe good, sometimes bad is that I tend to jump just full into everything that I do. I don't just want to know a little bit about something. If I'm going to study a particular movement or something, I'm like, all right, let's go deep. And so that's what I did. And, um, 18, graduated from high school and immediately had a knee injury, had to have knee reconstructive surgery on my knee. Well, I wouldn't say reconstructive. I had it scoped because I tore, um, tore ligament in my knee. So I had to have that fixed. And so basically gymnastics was done. Um, and I went to uni and then I just wanted to continue with martial art. And I was very lucky because my martial art instructor was really fabulous guy had spent a very long time in Japan. And he said, listen, Ryan, um, I can tell that you're really interested in this. And he said, uh, you should go to Japan and just check it out. If you really want to, you know, <laughs> you really want to go deeper with it, just check out Japan. Um, I ended up doing a homestay for like three months, fell in love with Japan, went back to uni. And I was like, oh, I got to transfer, you know. And so the uni I was at in the United States did not have an exchange program, but I found another place that I could go through and ended up, they accepted me. And so I did a homestay, pardon me. I did a um, exchange program uh, at a uni here up in northern, northern part of Japan. I was only supposed to be there for six months. Um, I say that I came over to study in uni, but it was actually just for martial art. That's, that was really the reason that I wanted to come over. And um, the first thing I did was I sought out this particular martial arts place and the instructor took a liking to me. And I ended up uh, over time, I ended up just staying and I ended up moving in, living with his family, which is called Uchideshi, which is a live-in student and did that. Um, I had to finish up, um, what was it like a semester, you know, cause I was exchange program. So I had to finish up a semester back in the United States but I decided I wanted to be in Japan. So I ended up um, getting hired by a Japanese company here located in Osaka. So I live in Osaka, Japan. And um, been here ever since. So I've been, like I said earlier, it's like 25 years here in Osaka. I worked for that Japanese company for a year, hated it because I realized that I did not want to wear a tie. Um, you know, so I ended up I quit. My contract was up over in a year. I ended up getting hired. Um at a shrine, a Japanese shrine at their martial arts complex. And so I was the interpreter translator uh, in a martial arts complex for eight years. Uh, did some other stuff. I even taught an English class, if you can believe that. It was like a culture center as well. But I had the very, very incredible privilege, honor of being able to be in this martial arts complex with these incredible martial art instructors. And people from all over the world will come and, you know, train with these people. I got to go every day and sit in on all the classes. And basically they threw me around and I was the guy who got to interpret. And I uh, also did the translations for that particular center. And during that time, though, my big thing was, was really, it was a judo and kendo was my thing. And, but again, I was also training in like karate. I was also doing Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, Daitoryu Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. I was also doing, um, you know, Shorinji Kenpo and some other arts. And so, um, again, I was very lucky to do that. But 
Um, my thing though was I always wanted to be better at that, you know, judo and kendo. So my personal training in terms of my background in fitness and things like that way back then was specifically for those arts. And so again, I, I dove in and I said, okay, how can I get better with these? Um, I ended up getting you know, certified in yoga. I, you know, strength and conditioning certification. I also got involved with a fitness organization in the United States. And I ended up um, diving right into that as well and becoming their program director for them over time. Uh, one of their head coaches in that, in that organization. And I ended up actually representing that organization and traveling around the world to certify people in that particular fitness system uh, helped to create um, you know, the programming for them as well. And uh, it was really fabulous, learned a lot and had the opportunity to get to go back and study and look at how can I get better for X. Um, and my thing back then was really, how can I basically take a person down and time into a pretzel? And so that was like how I was kind of looking at it in terms of me. And let's see how old, you know, around like, I think it was about 31 years old was when I was thrown and had my shoulder dislocated and complete uh, shoulder reconstructive surgery, completely changed everything. So I had been training at, uh, I was with the police over here in, in Osaka at the police uh, judo team, uh, not as a police officer, but I was on the, the um, regular people team <laughs> and uh, was doing that and couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't compete. I was competing every weekend. I just couldn't do that anymore. And so, you know, I couldn't obviously teach and do the fitness stuff that I was doing before. So things kind of had to change. And um, the timing was actually really good because at that time, you know, working on my shoulder and, and moving forward with that. And it was time for me to move on with that other fitness organization. And at that time, Jarlo Elano, who um, is my business partner in uh, GMB, as well as Andy Fawcett, they were also involved with that former fitness organization. And Jarlo and I were at a seminar together where we were helping to teach. And during one of the breaks, uh, I was over in the corner messing around because I can't sit still. And I was just playing around. And I was just doing stuff that I had remembered from my days of gymnastics. So I was doing like, like rolling, doing a front roll into a handstand or, you know, something like that. And people came over and were like, Hey man, can you teach me that? Cause that was not sort of thing that we were teaching in this particular fitness organization. And I was, again, I was just messing around. And in the car ride back, Jarlo was like, dude, you gotta be teaching that man. You gotta be teaching that. And then that card ride back and that two hour card ride, car ride back came up with, the idea of starting a company and Jarla came up with the name gold metal bodies and um, Jarla and I are not businessmen at all. Um, I can teach the crap out of whatever, but I have no business sense at all. Uh, and so Andy, we asked Andy to come along to be, you know, the brains, if you will, behind the marketing and things for that, for uh, gold metal bodies. And so that's how it started. And it was really, Hey, let's teach some fun shit. Literally that was our business plan. That's how it started. And so, you know, long story short, it was basically, you know, all this stuff that I'd done over the years, you know, my martial art, having the just amazing opportunity to learn from these fabulous 
teachers, you know, throughout my life. Mark Folger, my gymnastics coach, my entire gymnastics career, you know, from again, when I was in elementary school, I'm not sure what you guys would call as primary is maybe yeah, primary yeah. school. Yeah. Um, all the way up until I graduated, he was my coach and he was phenomenal. And, and really it's, I can now look back at that and I know it was thanks to him. It was thanks to my dad. It was thanks to my, my um, kindo instructor where I lived with him here in Japan and looking at them and the respect that they showed other people and the way that they taught and the love that they had for not just what they were doing, but for sharing the information in a way, in a positive way. And that had just such a huge impact on me. And just, I naturally moved into that realm. And that's still today, just kind of what I want to do. I, I don't look at myself as some guy who's like, you know, oh, it's Ryan and whatever. I'm just like, I've had to work my ass off to get to where I am because I have never been gifted, whatever the hell that means, right? You know, it's like, I've had to work. But again, I think really the biggest thing is that I've had these fabulous, fabulous teachers that believed in me. And they also taught me in a way that made me want to continue to do it. And so now, you know, when I'm working with people and things, that's what I want to convey as well. And so that's why in GMB, you're not going to see us say, you know, no pain, no gain. You know, you got to want it. You know, if you don't, you know, whatever that crap is. Okay. It's, it's for me, it was always, okay, what is a why? Why are you doing this? And if you have this strong why, then you're going to wake up and you're going to want to do this. And, and it's going to be tough. But the thing is, is simply the fact that you're doing it and you're having fun while you're doing it is huge because it's going to allow you to continue to want to do it. And, you know, my injuries were huge because it completely changed the way that I had to look at things, uh, especially with my shoulder. And you guys can relate, right, with the injuries. It's like, all right, I've been doing things like this and now this happens. What's next? And then looking at, at that that's the another stage in your life. And I've had these different stages. What four years ago, because I was playing around on a half pipe on a skateboard and I fell from the very top of the half pipe and broke my ankle, completely spun around and messed everything up, plate, nine screws, changed a lot of the ways that I move. And that forced <laughs> me to then go back and say, all right, this is a learning opportunity. How am I going to use this in order to move into the next phase of not just my life, but as well as GMB? It was great. And I, again, I, I've been surrounded by just some fabulous people. Again, I, I mentioned Jarlo and I mentioned Andy and, and GMB wouldn't exist without the three of us in terms of, you know, I couldn't have done this myself is what I'm saying. And so, you know, looking at the two of you too, I love, you know, how you two work with each other. And it's, it's great to see that. Um, let's be honest, you know, there's some fabulous uh, movement fitness systems out there and there's one person in charge and you can kind of feel that there's one person in charge, if you know what I mean. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think that at least for what we've always wanted to do in GMB, we've never wanted it to be about me. We've never wanted it to be about Jarlo. It's never been about Andy. It's, it's always been, okay, Here's an example of some crazy, stupid shit that we like to do. How can it help you? 
And that's really how we've we've moved throughout the years. And so in the very beginning, it was these silly tricks and, you know, and looking at the gymnastic rings and the parallettes. And we've actually moved away from presenting them in that way at all. It's, okay, here are concepts and here are some things to, to maybe work on to see what's going to be good for you. And so now that's why where we use you know, our AAA framework where we assess where you're at, you know, what do you really need? And that's not just physically. We're also talking mentally as well. Is this actually good for you? Is this something that really is important to you? If not, don't do it. Just because somebody says that you need to do something that they think you should do something doesn't mean it's going to be good for you. And so this is where we're trying to, you know, really focus on is, is that method, if you will, instead of it really just being about uh, getting a handstand, um, you know, I've worked my way up to being, you know, one arm handstands on both arms and all these stupid party tricks. It's really all they are. But the thing is, is I joke a little bit about that, but I think there is importance in that if it means something to you and how you can use that as a way, not just to post a cool picture on Instagram, but how it can actually impact your life and bring about a confidence in yourself that you never really knew. Bring out a part of yourself that you didn't know was there. And this is something that you guys were talking about earlier when we were, um, when I was interviewing you as well. And that to me excites me. Um, if I don't ever do another handstand in my life, I'm fine with that. As long as I can keep helping other people. And, you know, and, and it, again, it's not me trying to coach people. It's simply saying, okay, what do you need? I've got a little bit of experience in this stuff. Here's something that you might want to explore and play around with that I think you're going to enjoy that's probably going to help you in your life. Go at it. So kind of a long spiel there, but, you know, that's kind of where things have gone and where they're going. And the cool thing is we have no idea really exactly where we're going. And GMB has evolved a lot throughout the years. Um, in June, it was 10 years. And the other cool thing is Jarlo and Andy and I have put up with each other's shit so much over the years, you know, that, you know, we've understood that it's, it's beyond our piddly little whatever, you know, cause we're, you know, people always argue and disagree and stuff like that, but we were like, okay, we're not going to make it about us and always try to focus on, okay, what's the best for the company, which means what is the best for people out there. And, um, that's also been, I think, a good thing to kind of keep us grounded, if you will. Yeah. I'm kind of rambling, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's great to hear this. Like some of the, some of the startup questions are going to be around um, like how, how is your philosophy in training and exercise and fitness like changed through um time but obviously you, you've you've sort of talked us through that and then also about how the how gold motor bodies how you know how it has changed we know ourselves like how what we used to think about training 10 years ago and then five years ago and like when we started school cousins to where we're at now like it changes as you as you say different experiences and we learn different things and it's it's great to hear um you know where where some of those things have um 
have gone for you and changed for you. We had, um, I don't know, this is a little bit of a curveball, but someone, we asked some uh, listeners, like, if they had any specific questions for you. Um, just, you, met, you just mentioned there a little bit about the business, et cetera, and I love the fact that, you, know, you say, it's it's not about you guys, it's about, like, it's bigger than that, it's about the the business or it's about the, you know, effectively the people that you're, that you're helping. Um, but someone asked, said that apparently you had a, a unique way of um, hiring staff when you first started hiring staff and they said we need to ask you about we need to ask you about that is that something you can talk about or not um i might not be able to mention it now due to certain um political correctness in the world okay um, that's all right we can stay away from it if it's if we can just leave that there as a, a lingo no, but it was you know we be basically you know um one of the big things was um um, we'd ask him to tell us a joke, but it was a very specific kind of joke. And, um, and the reason for that was you've got to have a thick skin. That's really important. Um, working in GMB is not easy. It's not. And we very happy that a lot of people want or think that they want to work in GMB. It's tough. Um, the reason I say that is because our big thing in GMB is physical autonomy, is being able to have the freedom in your body to do the things that you want, right? That's our thing. Well, within the company, there's this work autonomy. And that is, okay, you know, we hire you to come and help us to do something and you're free to work any way you want. But if you don't get the work done, that's a problem. And the thing is, is we're very open with um, constructive criticism, if you will. And the reason why is because we do have a responsibility for everyone out there. And we want to make sure that what we're putting out for everyone is a good representation of us. And it's not just half-assed. And so that's why um, the people that work with us, we have a good time. We really do. But again, it's, it's you know, coming to work. That's the thing. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tough question to kind of answer right now. But the thing is, is I, I am really, really happy that a lot of people do want to work in GMB and they see and let me, let me put it this way. Let me just put it this way. Here's a great example, okay? I own one-third of the company, okay? Because I started with Andy and Jarlow, right? The past three weeks, the past three weeks, I have come into the gym, my studio, at 8 in the morning. And I have gone home around 8, 30 or 9. And the majority of that time, I've been sitting in front of the computer, because I'm working on these three new programs that we have to have done this weekend, okay? People don't see that side of the stuff. They see the Instagram where I'm farting around on the ground, playing and rolling around and doing my stuff and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is I mentioned that I'm one third, you know, owner of the company. This time around, Andy Jarlow and I, we came up with this idea. We're just like, dude, let's run with it. And it was kind of like when we first started where 
where we had this idea, we had no idea where it was going. We were just like, let's just have fun, right? You know, and like just make this silly program and see how it goes. And we never thought it was going to like take off. And recently we kind of brought that fun back into it. And so um, what I'm getting at in this terms of me is that um, this is one thing where it was just all on me. And I actually, I, I shot it all. It's over 200 videos. I shot all of the videos. I edited all of the videos. And then I did all the programming. And I'm also putting all of that stuff into the actual platform. And so, you know, again, what I'm getting at is that there's a lot of hard work involved with this kind of stuff. You guys know yeah. what I'm talking about. It's not all, you know, hey, I wish I could work for you guys so that I could do, you know, locomotion all day long and post big pictures to Instagram. I'm like, cool. Wish I could do that. Too, <laughs> but baby needs shoes. So, um, but yeah, but again, you know, and it comes down to, again, is that responsibility. And so I'm not complaining at all. This is my, com- I mean, I, holy crap. I mean, I've got this company now where I'm just like, doing this stuff. I mean, getting paid to do it. Whereas before I remember working for that previous uh, fitness organization and making pretty good money and remember telling my wife, Hey baby, I'm going to quit. I'm going to start this company with these two guys that you've never met before. And it's going to be great. She was like, you got two kids. What are you doing? And, you know, All I care about is if we can make it, you know, the end of the month right now. So anyway, you know, I mean, I'm kind of veering off into some other things there. But um, with that in mind, though, is that I work in cycles and I do that is the exact same way that I do when I, you know, practice my skills and depends on what's going on. And I just talked about this in the GMB podcast as well as I knew that in order for us to put out these these three programs that we're really excited about, Annie and Jarline, we're just like, oh yeah, let's, let's just do it. I knew what I was getting into. And so I was like, I know that this is gonna be really tough. These are gonna be three weeks that are just gonna just be really tough. But the thing is, I'm in this for the long run. I'm always looking at it that way. And so I say, all right, I know that this is gonna be tough. Therefore, I'm gonna adjust the way that I'm doing my other stuff so they can accommodate for this. And so again, it's a cycle. And it's just like if you're training a skill, looking at like a deload or even saying, okay, I've been working on this particular skill for this long. I need to back off and maybe focus on something else. I'll take this skill, put it on the back burner. Now I'll bring something up else and bring it to the front of the stove and I'll focus on, you know, really making this great. And then once that's good enough and I just let it simmer I can put it back here and focus on this other thing and so these cycles of course are what's really going to allow us to grow and that's really what I'm just getting at is that and that you can't think that you just keep cranking on the same thing and get the same result all the time and think it's just going to be great it's always something has got to be sacrificed and a lot of people will look at that sometimes as thinking it's bad I think it's fabulous because if you can understand that I'm doing this for the purpose of X. This is my Y. Then me sitting on my ass in front of the computer, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I hate this. Why would I hate this? I'm making something that could possibly help hundreds of people to move better and not have to sit in front of the computer and do it. But the thing is, is it's only a short period of time is what I'm getting at. And so by looking at it that way, 
and as well as you know the people that work for us in GMB, we look at it things that way, our work cycles. And that's how we have everything. We have a work cycle. And then everyone pretty much kind of has like a week where you're just like, hey, we're kind of off, you know. And so that's how we work. It's hard. And then, but the thing is, is you work in the way that's going to be good for you. And I think this is especially important because it's not just in the company, but it's for everything that we do. And if you look at our programs as well, it's the same. I'm not going to tell you that you have to be able to squat a certain poundage, a certain number of kilos, or you are a bad person. I'm not going to tell you you have to have a certain line in your handstand and being able to hold that handstand for a minute or else you suck and you shouldn't move on to the next thing because you have to have a perfect whatever, okay? I think that's a bunch of crap. And the reason why is because every single person is different. Every single person has a different goal and a why. And therefore, if a person comes in and they come to me and they say, Ryan, I want to be able to do a handstand. And I said, what for? And they said, I just want to be able to just stay in my hands for like three seconds. Sweet. Let's do it. They get it. They might have a banana handstand, but they're upside down and they're happy. Life is good. And the thing is, if anybody else out there sends them a message and say that handstand sucks you know i'm going to tell that person here's a big bag of dicks go suck on this because i think it's horrible and so that's my feeling on the topic and you know over the past 10 years and even longer there's so many people who have sent me messages you don't look the part i thought you'd be bigger i thought you looked like jacko you know all big and ripped and good looking sorry to disappoint you know I'm all hairy in the chest area. Sorry about that. But, you know, the thing is, is it's it's that that fitness world, unfortunately, where where we're bombarded with these images have, you know, you should look like this. You should move like this. And I'm like, no, you should stop looking and thinking about that stuff. Think about how you want to feel. If you feel better by just Mm. doing X, do it. If, if, if you can only move, if you can't go all the way down in your squat, well, okay, it's fine. Let's work on getting you in a comfortable position and make sure that you're not going to break anything and hurt yourself. But the thing is, is just because you can't do that right now doesn't mean you're a bad person. And it might mean that you get down a little further and you're perfectly happy because it meets the requirements of what you need for your why. If that's the case, great. That's good. And so that's kind of my big thing in in GMB, especially because, again, I mean, you know, you guys talked about this earlier. It drives me crazy when other people, you know, keyboard coaches or keyboard whatever, and they get on there and they they poo-poo on somebody's, you know, form or their reason for doing something. And I'm just like, dude, you know, why? It's crazy. I mean, I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad we're, part, we're having this, this conversation. Um, as Tim said at the beginning, like we've, we, you know, we followed your stuff for, for a very long time and never actually um, connected. And I guess the you've got like the good side of social media is meaning like yeah. this conversation exactly. is happening because you commented on something and we're yeah. like, I was like, oh, yeah. it's Ryan from GMB. It's like, when have you want? When do you want to come on the podcast? And then like it starts that conversation. But at the same time, I'm like. It's so crazy to think that like there's one thing having those thoughts of like 
oh, I thought Ryan should be like this or oh, whatever yeah. it was. But then there's another thing to then go and take those thoughts and like, why, like, at what purpose is sending you a message to say that? Like, how is that serving anyone yeah. in the world? Them, you, it's, like, it's it, it, yeah, there's the, you've got the good and the bad of, yeah. of social media. You know media what they say, never read the YouTube comments. But the thing is, it's like, that's the other thing too. I'm into thick skin and thick skin is really, it's not even, I don't want to say having thick skin. It's just, it's just being cool where you are, where you're at. And the thing is, is I think as we get older, that gets easier, obviously. And, you know, I still, I don't really get this anymore because what you see is what you get with me. It's, it's always the same. And, you know, whether it be an interview, whether I'm on Instagram or anything like that, it's, it's the same. At least I try to keep it the same. And, um, you know, I just remember years ago when people would send me uh, videos or something and they're like, hey, man, can you do this? And... And right away, I would just, just right off the, I'd just go, nope. That would be my reply. Nope. Maybe I could, but I'd just be like, nope. And they'd just be like, don't you want to try it? And I'm like, nope. Like, <laughs> we had someone the other day, I don't know if you saw it, Tim, they were like, you guys like to challenge yourself a little bit. And then there's just like this girl in a kitchen, like who, I don't even know what she did. She just like bent herself, like double backwards and then like, Stood up and it was like it's just like well, I, it's, it reminds me of the time we did it at uh, a workshop and there was um, I was stood in the corner Jacko was coaching and a guy came over to me I think he was, he worked at the gym and it was about five minutes of him just reeling off really high level gymnastic skills going can you do that can you do that can you do that and I was like no 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 and I'm like <laughs> why like but I was, this guy's like oh, I would be horrible but. Like he couldn't do any of it, like, but he's like making me feel bad because I can't do it. And I was like, Why, where are we going with this? Yeah, that's a thing. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just like, why? But, but yeah, but then the thing is, is what's really typically cool is that then they're just like, well, don't you want to try? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I'm focusing on the stuff I want to do, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, and then they're just like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, well, why don't you do the same, you know? And then it turns out to be that thing, Tim, where it was kind of like that guy couldn't do that stuff either. Mm. He was just like, mm. I don't know. I don't know what the purpose was. But but that's what I'm kind of getting at is like, I, I really, I'm like, I could care less anymore about what people think of me. I really, doesn't bother me at all. Not a bit. Yeah. You know? I think there's one. <laughs> there's so much of what you've mentioned there Ron, that i want to pick up on and, and again as you said we could do a three-hour chat on this but i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna keep going backwards because i want to rewind on some of that stuff but the one thing that you mentioned there and i think is a really important point for people to, to kind of understand is comparing yourself to other people like why do we want to be a clone like in any other way of your life we tell people people will say oh no i want to be an individual but I want to look like that guy. And like, what, what's the fitness industry doing? It's creating clones because we all want to look a certain way, but we all want to be individual. And I just think that's a really weird paradox of like, like you say, we, we try to do the same thing. We're going to just do you. Like your, your genetics, your DNA, your lifestyle, your heritage, all that sort of stuff is going to dictate what, you're, what you look like. So stop trying to look like somebody else. Just be fine. And, and, and you're coming from a place of maturity, right? You've been in the game for a long time and, and I can feel myself moving the same way that you are going. For like I used to care. It still cuts me a little bit if someone criticizes me, but I'm getting to a point where like, I don't care yeah. anymore. You'll hit because that. I You'll hit that sooner than you think. I mean, honestly, I mean, now I love it when people 
look at that and they're like oh dude check out Nicolas Cage's moves you know and I'm like sweet yeah you know it's like so you know the other thing too is uh I love that you brought this up so we have uh the apprenticeship which is where um we create our trainers and um you know Andy's background my background uh Jarlo's background it's all martial art we that's that's where we really come together. And the thing is, is we didn't want to have like a weekend cert where it was just like, let's just do this and then teach that. So it's a, it's a full process, right? When you're going through. And the one thing is, you know, from the get go, when I meet the new candidates is I want all of you to think about yourself. I don't want any of you to be a mini me. That's the last thing we want. I said, take GMB, learn everything that we're going to be teaching you. But this is simply to help you to be able to teach GMB in your voice, in your way. And that's what I love because then we have these, these trainers that are coming out of GMB and they're doing things. I'm just like, oh, that's awesome, you know? And I'm just like, oh, way to think outside of the box and take that to the next level, you know, using these concepts. And, and mm-hmm. that's what I think is, is really, really important in the fact that, again, I want to stress this, that – the skills that we teach are simply a way of being able to express yourself in yourself's movement. And so I look at it like music. It's you first need to learn the scales and you need to have a foundation of strength, of flexibility and of control of the body. And the thing is, is a lot of people don't know how to do that. You know, you've mentioned you got to get really strong. Yes, you do. Exactly. You've got to get strong. You've got to get to a point where you are good enough to be able to do the things that you want to do. And this is the other thing in GMB. We don't talk about being perfect. It's simply in the beginning. You just, everybody's like, I want to be the best. I'm like, great. I just want to be good enough. That's it. I just want to be good enough so I can do all the other fun stuff that I want to do and spend my time doing the other stuff that I want to do. I don't want anyone to do more GMB. I only want them to be good enough at a level so that they can then go and play with their kids or go do the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or canoeing or whatever it is that they want and really have a great time. That's what I want. But you've got to have a certain level of strength. You've got to have a certain range of motion. And you've got to have body control, that motor control, at a point that's going to allow you to be able to enjoy your activity without the fear of being injured and so that is where we're talking about with physical autonomy and so with that all in mind then of course is once you hit that point then you see the exploration component of it and so that's really what what we absolutely love and so you know the the word apprenticeship obviously i mean you know don't want to talk anything about trump but the thing is is for us it is it's simply learning from a person for a period of time in order to make your journey actually faster in the long run and really focusing in on a certain thing. And so that's the other thing that we talk about. And especially when we're looking at skills is Andy likes to say, this is, you know, it's like, it's like arms. You can't have more than two. If you're trying to focus on more than two things at once, then you're not going to be good at anything. And so, you know, really hone in on your why. Why are you doing this? And then focus on that one big thing. What is the one thing that you can focus on that's going to help you to be 
where you want to be. And so that's where we're looking at the strength, the flexibility, and the control. And there are always going to be overlaps of those within everything that you're doing, of course. But let's say that you're working on your chin-ups and, um, you know, a lot of people like, I don't have the strength. But when you really assess, you assess what's going on in that person's chin-up and then you look and you say, well, actually, this is an issue with range of motion due to, you know, scapular impingement or something. You're addressing that, you're addressing then, and then you can then apply the necessary protocol in order to help that person to improve that range of motion or whatever it is that they have to allow the strength to be gained to be able to perform that movement. And so this is really what we're trying to do in GMB is trying to give a person a process and say, listen, it's not about the skill. It's about how you're viewing this and just giving you some tools to allow you to then look at what's going on. You assess situation, you address what you need to do. Then here's the application of that. This is what you need to do in order to help you in order to be able to explore, in order to be able to play and move beyond. So foundation, looking at assess, uh, address and apply in order to move into the play aspect of it so that you can do the stuff in your life that you really want to be doing. So that's GMB in a nutshell right there. I think that's great. I think there's, um, there's a couple of things in there that I just want to, I want to pick up on. And one thing that it's interesting because I know that we've got mutual community members. There's often people who come to our stuff or engage with us who, who also use your programs as well. And, and there's one thing that you touched on there because we, we've singing from the same hymn sheet in terms of um, the getting, we did something just recently about let's define this word functional and um, it gets bounced around a lot, but we're like functional is whatever you want it to be. Like what do you want to do in your life and be functional for that, that end game, that output. And I think one thing that, that, that you guys do really well is around, I, I term it when I'm working with athletes as physical literacy. I want you to be able to move in lots of different ways. Just, I would really like to hear your thoughts around, because when I hear your story, I'm like, okay, you've been developing physical literacy since you were a kid in gymnastics. What a great place to learn physical literacy. And then into martial arts. And you've done a variety of different things there. And all of those are movement-based. So you know your body. Your brain has got a very good map of how to move in different situations and circumstances. How do you how do you find it for people coming in who haven't had that fundamental physical literacy exposure and teaching them to move to then go on and be more functional in their life? Because it's not easy, right? If you're 50, you want to start to learn to move all of a sudden. Absolutely, right? That's a great question. And, you know, it's very interesting because I had this background of, for strength for me, that flexibility for me, that control again, like you said, was uh, gymnastics. It was martial art. And so I actually did not have that strength and conditioning background that typical people have. So I was actually switched. And so it wasn't until I really um, you know, came over to Japan and judo was my life. That was all I was going to do. I was never going to get married, never going to have kids. <laughs> that worked out well. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was okay. I've now got to take a look at that side of the world. And so I went back and, and again, I trained and, and wanted to get certified in that because I was not versed in that. And so I think it was very, very necessary for me now to have that background so that I can look at the people who are coming in because this is what I actually see a lot. And I'm kind of getting to the point in my story is where you see people who are movers and they've been moving and they have other people come in and they're looking at this person through the lens of a mover instead of looking at what this person has come from. 
and some of the issues that they've had, the barriers that they're going to come up against. And so in looking at, okay, what is like the one thing that this person really needs right now? And so that's why we go through this assessment. And so what we find is that it typically comes down to a lot of other things. But one thing for me is tempo. This to me, I think, is, is something that you don't hear a whole lot of people talk about. People do it all the time. But it's the focus, and that is slow it down. No matter what you do, if you slow something down, you first of all, you're going to have better control. Great. Check one of the boxes. Okay, You're going to see what your true range of motion, your flexibility is. You're also going to see what sort of strength you have in that movement. It's going to make it more difficult, obviously, because you're slowing it down. But the thing is, is we can perform movements. We can perform skills above our level faster, but it doesn't mean that we own those skills. And so a person coming into something like what we're doing, and whether it be calisthenics or if you're looking at locomotion, can try and fake a movement, but that's where injuries happen. And so what I'm always trying to do is when a person comes into our world, if you will, is to tell that person, first off, okay, the stuff that you're going to be looking at is going to be a lot different from what you're used to. It's first off going to be frustrating because you can't tell if you're actually making huge improvements because you can't just slap another plate on the end to see if you're you know, adding another kilo or not. The other thing too, is I wanna ask you to slow it down and it's going to be extremely humbling. You're going to feel that frustration. I'm not even talking about handstands yet, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking about rolling around <laughs> on the ground. But the thing for me is really, looking at how beautiful can you make a movement at any level and walking is a great example of how beautifully do you walk most people don't think about that they're just so busy trying to get from point a to point b to buy their coffee and then go and you know whatever that they're not really focused on oh my goodness like my gait has changed because i'm carrying this heavy pack on my right shoulder and it's causing my hip to load in this particular way you know they don't need to think about that all i'm trying to do is just simply bring awareness into how they are walking and that's the first step and the way to do that is slow down and um, the way of thinking the way of moving and by also doing that um, you're looking at breathing patterns as well it's a whole other topic but the thing is, though, people that are new coming into what we're doing, whether they be 16 years old, 70 years old, it all comes down to awareness, period. And the way to have better awareness is to slow down, to look at a movement not as a basic movement, not as an advanced movement, but simply as an opportunity to learn more about your body where you currently are. So that from there, you can start to say, all right, I'm going to get rid of this ego of thinking how I think it should be and say, all right, this is where I'm at. I really suck at this right now. Good, because you've got to suck before you get good at anything. And the faster that you can understand and, and accept that, you know, you're going to suck and embrace that. That's why my version of embrace the suck is not you got to suck it up and do it 
harder and faster. It's no, embrace the fact that you're not going to be good at something. Be bad faster and do that then you're going to get better. And the way to do that is slow it down. And again, that comes down to slowing something down in order to understand the control component of it, to look truly gauge your range of motion and, and or range of motion or flexibility, as well as the strength in that particular movement. Once we have that down, then we can start looking at what we need to do in order to start helping you to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I love that. I love the... Um... I love the I love the walk. You made just made I like smiled when you when you said like how beautifully do you walk? Um like that's gonna be that's gonna be a nice little challenge that's gonna make me um think about that and actually and just take that into lots of different like how be like because you could apply that to anything, right? Oh absolutely. Like, how beautifully can you do no, the dishes right. or whatever like doesn't matter. And, and that's why I mentioned, you know, like like the basic movement, you know, people are like, Oh, this is the basic, this is you know, blah blah. And I'm like, no. It's simply movement. There is, to me, no basic advance or anything. There is none. I mean, you've got to start mm. down here, obviously, okay? So in, that, in terms of that, you can look at it as basic. But the thing is, is I come back to the basics all the time, and I'm learning from them, okay? So does that make it, you know, what does that make that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because my view of everything is it's an upward spiral when you come back to something else you're coming back to in a higher level of understanding hopefully okay you know as long as you have those you know yeah. open eyes if you're beginner's eyes you know in order to look at something and, and be open to the exploration of something and so that's what this is also something else and andy you know laughs and other people laugh because they're just like i'm a little bit different maybe than other people because you can give me a single movement and i can stick with it for like a month and be happy just to do that Whereas other people would be like, screw this. Okay, I've been doing this for, you know, at least five minutes. What's the next movement? Right. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's just because I'm stubborn. But the other thing, too, maybe because I'm just a simple guy from Kansas, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, is I'm like, okay, the last time that I did this handstand, I felt this. Okay, the next time I do it, I want to explore what's going on with this, you know. And, like, it's to me, again, it's it's – I don't really, and I've got a lot of poo-poo about this as well, about the end goal. To me, it does not matter. I really don't care. I honestly just don't care, especially nowadays. I don't. I'm just like, all right, what's right in front of me right now? So with my sessions as well, I'm trying to actually do less, but more in depth. And yeah, yeah. You know, for me, I'm yeah, just, it's, it's, I love that. And I'm yeah, in the one, best one the shape of my life right now, by the way. I just want to throw that out. So it's it's funny. Like, I feel good. I look good, you know, like, which is just a byproduct of what I'm doing. It has nothing to do mm. for the fact I'm trying to, like, get washboard abs or anything like that. But it's just like, you know. Sorry I to think when you come into this, so yeah. No, no, it's right. No, it's, when you come into this sort of space of, of movement, calisthenics, let's just kind of broadly put it under that big old banner yeah. and just sort of, I think that's one of the things that the beginner's eyes thing is a really good, um, good reminder for people. But it's almost one of the hardest things because there's so much that you can do. Yeah. And I remember my own journey, I was like, I want to tick off these things. And, I, and there's still things that I wanted to be able to do a while ago that I can't yet do but I don't really enjoy training that much. So why do I go and do it? Because I think I need that badge. Whereas actually the stuff that I like, 
I'm pushing into more because I enjoy training it and it makes me feel good. Whereas I've tried like front lever is my nemesis, mm-hmm. right? It's my kryptonite. Well, it's put me in my hands and I'll progress at a rate of knots. Yeah. But I, so I'm plugging this kind of thing over my front lever and I'm just, it's, if you look back at my training history, it tells a story, but I just don't like it. It's like boring. It's isometric. So it wrecks my elbows if I go too hard yeah. on it because it's just, and I just don't, so I'm like, do you know what? I don't need to do that anymore. No, because Tim, you have to. Kind of... Your calisthenics, you have to do it. <laughs> I won't be respected unless I can do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I was a while where I didn't want to tell people I couldn't. You won't well, be able no, to this love is it, though. Guys, I'm trying to give a heart it. to heart. Let me let me go on it. I'm going down a rabbit hole. There'll be a point on a podcast where I'm like, I don't want to share this because I think people are going to judge me because they think I should be able to do this thing. People, I can't do a front lever. Yep. There you go. There you go. I've said you it know what? I feel You're awful. I feel terrible. You're still a good person. <laughs> so this is This is this is yeah. huge. This is this is yeah. Well, I'll just throw this out there since we just brought it up. Um, Sorry to bring it back to me, but this is exactly what I went through these past 10 years. Um, okay, the moon, I don't even know if you guys have seen these, and we don't have these programs out anymore, but we had uh, Rings 1, which is our very first program. Then we you know, had Parallettes 1, we had Floor 1. Then we, because we're real original with naming, of course, we used Rings 1, so we had to have Rings 2, and I was like, shit. So, uh, <laughs> so Rings 2... You know, we had rings two, then we had parallels two, and then we had floor two. Well, I maybe people don't know this. I, I might have mentioned this before, but every single program you saw in those first, I don't even know how many years. Was that like at least three, four years? All I was doing was cranking out these programs because we had to get these out because that was our, mm, you know, showcase if you will of you know showing people that i got it but the thing is those programs were three-month programs right i would program the program i would work through the program exactly as that and then shoot it and immediately start on the next thing so for example rings two i i didn't have my iron cross and put a freaking iron cross in there, okay? Like this just shows you how <laughs> smart I am, right? With an iron cross, it was it was um, it was a felge, so it was like back roll kip uh, up into L sit press to a handstand. I don't even know what it was. It was like lower back down into uh, there's iron cross front and back levers in there. Okay, this is in a flow. Okay, this, that's level two, right? That, that sounds, was two. That sounds like that my was level five. Two, okay, which <laughs> is ridiculous. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> So here's me going, no, I could totally do it because I was a gymnast when I was little. And, you know, here I am, what, 30, <laughs> that was a couple years in. And we'd started a company when I was 33. So that was what, I was like 36 years old when I was doing this. Um, the middle of training for Rings 2, I was big, I was paleo diet. I was skinny as a mofo. Okay. I had, I just, I had no energy at all. I was doing all this training, all this stupid stuff. I went to this guy and this guy was just like, okay, you, have, he's a paleo guy as well, but his specialty was helping guys on paleo come off of paleo because they did paleo incorrectly and didn't get enough carbohydrates for the training that they were doing. So I'm in the middle of training of rings two, doing these iron crosses and front levers and all this crap. And the guy's like, okay, 
you've got to come off of this or else you're not going to make it. You need to start eating carbs at every single meal. I'm just like, all right, man, totally do it. So the middle of this training, I start to bulk up and I'm working on my <laughs> iron cross and it is not doing this. It's going the opposite direction because my shoulder, the one that I had shoulder injury, uh, the, the uh, surgery on was really getting bad. And the thing is, though, I had to shoot this thing, you know, and I just kept going and going. So you see in the final product of rings two that my iron cross is like crap. It's just crap. And everybody's like, screw this. That guy can't even do an iron cross. And the thing is, is I'm not making complaints or anything like that. It shouldn't have been in there in the first place. But the thing is, is I'm sure you guys can relate to this. They don't see the work and the other things that are going on in life that's happening when doing these things. That's why I hate Instagram. That's why I hate Facebook. That's why I hate all the other stuff because it's like, I am very guilty of it as well. I post something that I've been working on that I'm proud of and I put it out there and other people look at it and they go, well, I could never do that. I'm just going to stop. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa that's <laughs> not the purpose of putting it out there. But, yeah, yeah. you know, but <laughs> the thing that I think that was really good about, and I still think this in GMB is that again, it's what you see is what you get. And I'm not just going to put something out there that it looks perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Um, somebody just the other day wrote in and they were like, uh, congratulations, what was it? Congratulations on having the worst handstand in the world. <laughs> Thanks. And I was like, sweet, thanks, dude. What did I win? I'm like, seriously. Have you, said, have you seen Tim and Jacko? <laughs> just, just let me know. <laughs> you, you still think that way. Come on, come on, Just check those out first and then let me know. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I was just like, and? You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay. You know, because, again, the purpose of doing all these programs, and I'm sure you guys are exactly the same, it's not to show off. It is absolutely not to show off. It's to say, okay, listen, this is an expression of my movement that I've had great success with that I think can help you. So this is also yeah. another reason why in our current line of programs where we have on our new platform Praxis, I do this many demos in the things and all of the movements they're all done by other people and i think that's one of the i don't want to say the best but that's a good thing that we've really started doing uh, within gmb is to get away from me doing all the demos because so many emails of okay i saw the video that ryan did i tried it once and i couldn't do it like he did it or something. And I'm just like, I've been doing this stuff since I was little, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's, it's really us trying to say, it's not about that video. This is simply an example of something that we'd like for you to explore and try. And again, my, my favorite comment mm -hmm. ever that we still get, and I just said it is, I saw your tutorial on YouTube. I tried it once. I can't do it. What am I doing wrong? I'm just like, well, do it like a thousand more times. And then maybe <laughs> you'll start to understand. But the other big running joke now is that 
I'm too old and fat that I can't do anything anymore. So that's why we have people doing the demos of the videos. I'm like, sweet, I can retire. I'm good. So uh, I'm going to go hiking, you know? So anyway, I'm just rambling like a mofo today. Apologize, guys. But uh, yeah. No, not at all, Ryan. It's been great to get your thoughts on that. Jacko, sorry, I've, I've just, I'll let you wrap it up, I think. And we probably, yeah. Uh... All right, yeah, no, yeah, no, just it's brilliant to talk at a, like a level that was it's real like we're, we're talking about we're not we're not doing this podcast isn't a like here's the best bits of what we managed to do this week on on our, on our social media etc like we're, we're talking about the the real nuts and bolts of what goes on behind the scenes we've got insight into your philosophy the philosophy of the business like some of the, even just hearing some of the um yeah challenges that that you've gone through whether it be in training or whether it be in business or you know because everyone's probably had a horrible message of someone on social media at some point in their life and just to to know that you're not the only one is like it's just good to talk about these things rather than not talk about them because it it gives people the same as you talk about with like freedom in their training like it gives people freedom to go it's okay i'm not the only one and i will say so, i so, will yeah, say no, that i absolutely loved the, it the, the negativity that's out there or the negative comments just so few compared to the amazing people and and the people out there who really are just and just enjoy being involved with it is what i mean it's it's just yeah exactly that's what gets me if i can do a video and it helps a single person then success to me you know that that's really what it's about and you know again i've rambled about a whole bunch of different stuff i've I've never done a podcast like this. And I want to say thank you to you guys because it's actually refreshing because it's been fun to actually get some of the stuff off my chest that I've never really discussed before. So, uh, thank you. We appreciate you sharing it with us. Therapeutic. Thank you. And and that's just to your point there. Jack and I fully believe that you reap what you sow. And if you're putting positivity out as you are, then there's one or two people that are, want to come and burn your house down so their house is a bit bigger, like, that's fine. You crack on. Like, uh, we, 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 we're we very fortunate now, very thankful that we get very little of that people pot- taking pot shots at us because we just don't, we just ignored it when, when it happened before. And yeah. we don't really, we don't feed it, we don't argue, we don't feel the need to justify it. And I think that for, I think if someone's listening to this and they are engaged in movement practice and calisthenics and whatever, um, I, I, I hope that there's some encouragement in there of going like, it doesn't get easier, the better you get. Like it gets harder because more people want to burn your house That's down. Exactly <laughs> <right>. <laughs> exactly right. like, but we all struggle. Right? We all have these things that we're, we're, these things that we can't do. And yeah. like, we've been honest about that. And I, I love conversations like this because it's real and this is life. And I want to have more of these conversations rather than painting a picture yeah. of, perfect, of perfection that the world wants to put out on social media. And they don't see your 13, 14 hour days, three weeks on the balance, the same thing that we do to right. try and get quotes out there to help people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you well, for thank that. Thank you. I will. I just, end yeah. on this, I just, I like to say it, especially recently, like be nice to yourself and be nice to other people. And that's it. And just do that. And especially be nice to yourself. I mean, that's why I say it first, because there's so many people out there that uh, kind of just need to hear that, especially right now. So uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it was part of that. You was like one of the things you said, just to my final thought of 
when you're talking about your like understanding your why because your why is unique to you and then therefore that takes out all that other noise of what everyone else is thinking or you thinking about what someone else might be thinking but they might not be even thinking that like focusing on you your why and then, and then to think like what you said there just to, to be kind to yourself so ryan where can people um find you a little bit more if they want to if they want to send you some horrible messages on instagram like any social media whatever just type in gmb fitness and uh huh, you'll see my ugly mug up there so uh that's it yeah yeah, if you if you guys haven't had a look at these guys, go and see how they move. Inspire yourself and 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 uh, hopefully broaden your horizons as to some of the things. My my practice when I look at what I do and then I compare it to what the guys at GMB do, I go, I'm too rigid. I need to move in different ways more. Um, uh, so there's, there's, uh, there's, there's tons of stuff to. Yeah, but I want to be <laughs> I want to be me that moves better. <laughs> so <it's>, uh, <laughs> but then you're all right i'm strong and we've talked about this there's another podcast but let's uh, yeah. so we'll put the and we'll put links in the show notes so people can click straight through to the website to social media etc and uh go and send ryan a message saying i like you you're nice <laughs> send something send a nice message Let's go and do way that. Better Let's go to Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, way better than Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage can't do it. You got handstand like you can do, right? I'm gonna start sending you messages like that. <laughs> <laughs> People say I look like an old Prince Harry. Oh no, Gordon Ramsay's son. That's what I get. Gordon oh, Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay got good at good at. They're handstands. my favourite. I want more of those. When people go, is that Gordon Ramsay's son doing a front lever? No, can't do a front lever. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I would love. I would love to be like, yeah, Nicholas Cage is stunt double, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, why not? Not anymore. Riches him as well. Right, let's get off this because people are going. We're going to lose him. We're going to lose him. So, one of our favourite podcasts ever. I think it's fair to say thank you, Ryan, so much for coming on. We've got nothing else to say other than until next time. Class dismissed. So thank you so much again for listening. We don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts, and we really do appreciate that. We hope you got a lot of value out of it, guys, and we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value, and also if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars not as good keep it five are the best five of your best stars please (laughs) and if you would like to find out more about the school of calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got head over to our virtual classroom you can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com and that is where we have got literally possibly the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world definitely the best one we've done and on that note until next week class dismissed